sit down and buckle up. It's time for Track Talk with Bryce Sparling and Matt Ridgeway. Lights out and away we go with another fantastic edition of TM5's Track Talk. Today is Tuesday, August 9th. I am here with my co-driver, as usual, Mr. Matt Ridgway. Matt, I think I know what the answer is going to be to this question. How you doing tonight, man? Do you know what that sound is, Bryce? Bush. That's the sound of victory, my friend. Listen, I'm going to join you. Let's do it. With a little victory beer, because I feel like I played a pretty big part in the victory that you guys captured this weekend. Uh, I did go back and forth last week about possibly picking your driver. I didn't ultimately. I'm not going to call that I did. I did go back and forth. Um, But yeah, yeah, sort of, sort of, you know, one of the things we're going to talk about later on in the podcast, Stuart Haas is sort of locked into the playoffs. They're locked into the playoffs now. They do have that win. Um, now, finally, the, the, you know, y'all were trying to get in on points, but you do have that victory now. Congratulations. And when we get to that segment, man, I'm just going to let you talk about the whole weekend because I know that's a, I know Michigan is a is a big weekend for for your team and your manufacturer. Um, and yeah, dude, I, I I caught the last probably 25 to 30 laps. And I had that text message I sent to you typed up with five laps to go. Uh, and I, I didn't, I didn't send. I was gonna wait. I'm waiting until the checkered flag. So, congratulations to the Stuart Haas team for their for their first one of the season. That's absolutely fantastic. Um, and Nashville on the IndyCar circuit remains one of my favorite circuits that IndyCar goes to. I think it provides an entertaining race. Um, I think the racing is also good. I think it's very unique. They go over a bridge, which is absurd. Um, I think there are little things in the circuit that probably could be tweaked and changed a little bit. It is very narrow, uh, but it remains one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite circuits, despite Pat McAfee's opinion on Nashville. So uh, what, I, I enjoy it. Is his opinion on the the, the city in general? Or no, the the racetrack, the racetrack, and the racing, and you know, I, I I love Pat a lot for a lot of things. He's he's good at football mm-hmm. analysis. Um, but he should probably leave like motorsports up to people that actually kind of watch it yeah, I, more than just once never, a, once a year. I didn't know he ever even talked about it. Is he a national? Like, what what made him bring up the subject at all? Anyway, no clue. I think he Nothing just saw that the Indy car was on and he flipped it okay. on and like watched a couple laps. Okay. Well. Um, anyway, point. It was a great race. I enjoyed it. Um, I had to go back and watch the highlights because for some reason. NBC with the TV rights to both NASCAR and IndyCar hates ratings apparently and wants to put them <laughs> head to head with each other. And then the NASCAR is in a rain delay and I'm thinking, perfect, I can flip over to the IndyCar race and see my buddy Colin and, and Scott McLaughlin do IndyCar things. And I text you and I'm like, where? I see golf. What, what's, where's IndyCar? Uh, and then so you suggested a rain delay and i'm no it can't be a rain delay because they'll race in the rain but i when i responded to that i didn't consider that they were having storms and lightning and that will most definitely shut a venue down uh but no went back and caught the highlights it looked 
wild, it looked chaotic, it looked entertaining, it looked like there were multiple strategies involved. Uh, Scott McLaughlin drove like an absolute bat out of hell in the last couple of laps. Needed probably one, I mean, what what more can you ask for besides a, uh, uh, a finish like that with, with a car closing? Um, and and an ex I mean, just an exciting finish all the way around. Uh, a a last-minute caution for Romain Grosjean. I don't know if you want to go further into that. Um, that guy, he's having a rough year. Yeah, he's having a very rough year, and he is giving—he's getting no quarter uh, from any of his, from any of his, uh, not necessarily teammates, but racing driver compatriots, I guess you could say. So, I mean, that kind of yeah. leads us into our first topic: the IndyCar at Nashville. Scott Dixon drives for the 14th win. Uh, wins at the big machine Music City Grand Prix. I love the track. I think it's great. Uh, I was really hoping to see Jimmy Johnson do good. He didn't. I, I just don't think the yeah, the circuits no. are his thing. Um, Street circuits and, and really the road courses. He's good. Yeah. I don't think he wins an IndyCar. I think it's 100% on an oval. I think he'll, it's yeah. I think he'll, like Iowa or Texas. Has to be. Has to be, yeah. yeah. Um, after a long weather delay, lightning delay, like Matt said, eight cautions and suffering from a wounded differential himself, Scott Dixon just kept his head down, uh, driving from 14th to win the nat win at Nashville on Sunday, moving him one past Mario Andretti with his 53rd win. Man, it feels like Scott Dixon has been racing an IndyCar for my entire life. So I was going to wait to bring this up later, but since we're talking about it now, did you see the uh, the tweet, I don't know who tweeted it. I can't give credit. I apologize. Um, that said that Kevin Harvick's first NASCAR Cup Series win came in March of 2001. And Scott Dixon's first IndyCar win came in May of 2001. And here we are 21 years later and they win on the same weekend. Oh my God. No, I did not see that. What a coincidence. <laughs> Both of their first wins were months apart in 2001. 21 years later, they went on the same weekend. That's nuts. I, and I that's... don't know that they haven't won on the same weekend before. I'm almost positive you would think they have. Uh, ha yeah, you would point. think that would the stars would align at some point yes, in their careers. Yeah. But, but just the fact that two, it was a weekend for the old guys, uh, two guys that have been around racing winnings for 21 years, both get it done on the same weekend. That's awesome. I didn't know that. That's really cool. That's a really cool tidbit. Uh, early on, it was another New Zealander, Scott McLaughlin, like you said, who was in control at the front as the Team Penske driver opened up a 1.7 second lead on Andretti Autosports' Roman Grosjean, who had a good race until he Going didn't. for a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He had a good race until he didn't. And uh, once again, I, I think they race him harder than just about anybody else on, on the racetrack, but I don't I'm a huge Roman Grosjean fan, but I don't want to make excuses for him. I think he's earned the right to be raced kind of hard yep. uh, for some of the stuff that he's done early on in this season. I think the other drivers have earned the right to race him hard. I agree, and not to not to you know, I don't want to make all of our IndyCar discussion comparisons with NASCAR, but it's a lot like Ross Chastain in the Cup Series. Uh, if you watch NASCAR and you don't watch IndyCar, that's kind of how he's getting treated by his competition. He has uh, earned a reputation, and they're they're not cutting him any slack. They're not going to cut him any slack. Um, they're gonna, and in fact, they may specifically race harder when they know it's that car they're racing, 
than they would normally um, just because of how he's and how about it. Yeah, and, and Nash, Nashville being Nashville, the first of many cautions started coming out uh, and yellows breed other yellows in the racing. And the, the race got into a rhythm where it would go about 11 laps under green and then boom, caution, almost like clockwork, like 11, 12, 13 laps, boom, caution. So it was, uh, it, it was a race that it was hard for, I would assume, a lot of the drivers to get a rhythm in. Like you said, a lot of different strategies were being employed. Uh, and it was it was really neat to see at the end how they all kind of came down together and what finished as one of the best finishes I can think in, in recent memory for Indy. I know we had the one where McLaughlin, uh, I think it was at Texas. Was it McLaughlin got passed or he passed yeah. someone? Yeah. He, got, um, he got passed. He lifted for a lapped car and it it let him get passed in three and four. So that's still the best finish so far for IndyCar, but I would say this Nashville is... I would say Nashville's second um, because it was, I mean, it was right there. Dixon and McLaughlin were right there at the end. Uh, Dixon found himself on the front thanks to some talented driving and, and great strategy calls by his pit crew. Uh, he survived two late cautions, a red flag stoppage to hold off McLaughlin in a two-lap sprint. McLaughlin just managed to miss passing Dixon at the Dixon at the finish line as they drag raced down the, uh, <laughs> the bridge. Um, and I, I don't know what the winning margin was for Scott Dixon, but it, it was not that much. It was milliseconds, it, I would think. It was Yeah, it was less than probably a tenth of a second, that's for sure. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, no, what, what a finish. They asked McLaughlin after the race what he needed, how much more time he needed to, to make that pass on Dixon, and he said one lap. And, I mean, I think he had it. He had a couple of looks. Look, he could have – you got to give him some credit. He could He had several opportunities to make send it and make contact. And whatever happens, happens. Uh, and he did not. He raced with a lot of respect and a lot of a lot of class for somebody that you wouldn't necessarily expect after only two years in IndyCar. Uh, that being said, it's not like he was ever came in here as a champion in another uh, uh, form of motorsport. So it's not like you would expect him to learn quicker than most. But he raced he raced it the right way. And, uh, and he did an awesome job and had an awesome finish. If you see the race, go back and just watch the like the last, what, five laps? How, what was the last restart? It was like five to go. Uh, yeah, I think it was I think it was, less than I think that. it was less than that. I think it was, it was like two, two or go. three to go, yeah. It was two to go. Yeah, yeah it wasn't it was much at all. Yeah, now that I say that out loud, I realize, uh, yeah, it was two to go on the final restart. Uh, ironically enough, if they don't have that caution um, <clears throat> with Romain Grosjean, that probably gives McLaughlin the time he needs to make that pass. So it's, it's kind of, well, again, we'll talk about this in the Cup Series race, but uh, me and my buddy who is the on, on Scott McLaughlin's car talked about this. It was the, uh, it all came down to IndyCar having a pit stop is the reason they didn't NASCAR, I'm sorry, a caution. IndyCar had a caution is the reason McLaughlin did not win and NASCAR did not throw a caution, which is the reason that Harvick did win. So it's kind of like a, 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 a it's a weird deal for both of us where a caution affected or the lack thereof affected the outcome of the race for both of us in winning and coming up just short of winning. I was going to be irate if they threw a caution at the end of that NASCAR race, at the end of the Cup Series race. I saw him driving around without a tire, and I was like, I swear to God, if they throw a caution, I'm going to flip yeah. out. 
It will. Uh, we'll get there. I got something to say about that specifically. <laughs> I've got. I've got a list. Uh, so yeah, Scott Dixon comes away with the victory in uh, Nashville, um, and I'm not sure what the standings are. Dixon, I believe, went in to this with the uh, with the lead, and I think uh, that is. Yeah. Or excuse me, Will Power. Will Power has Will the lead. Power Scott Dixon is second. Yes. So that, yeah. That so kept, so Scott needed to win this race to keep his championship hopes alive, which he did do. Um, so so it's not quite over yet in IndyCar. Yeah, he's uh, Will Powers at 450. Scott Dixon is six points behind him at 444. And Marcus Erickson is 12 points behind Will Power at 438. Uh, and then Joseph Newgard, not a far off, 428 there in fourth. So, I mean, the top four guys are only split by 22 points. So it's it's coming down to it for uh, for IndyCar. And man, this I mean, they only got three more races left. This this might yeah. come down to the last race like F1 did last year. Isn't that awesome when that happens organically and like, and we care? I don't know. I you know it'd be cool if IndyCar had like a playoff system or something. That would it? you know, yeah, because their season's <laughs> what eighteen races, so they would like they would have a longer playoffs than, than they would have the entire field makes the playoffs. <laughs> Everybody uh, makes it. Yeah, and then they just have elimination rounds for the majority <laughs> of the season. They have they have elimination like laps. Mm. Every 10 laps, you eliminate somebody and then you get a winner. Yeah. And then in the last race, they have a bingo tournament where three random <laughs> elected. And those guys are back into the championship race. So you're never out of it. it they roll it. They roll it. Matters. They roll a ten. They roll two ten-sided die three times, and whatever go. numbers yes. come up, those are the numbers they get. Then you have up. to average it out and divide it. <laughs> That's your. I number. think we just came up with a better playoff system than the Cup Series. Yes, yeah. it's just as confusing. So, uh, uh, speaking yeah. speaking of NASCAR, the the uh, former NASCAR that is in the playoffs right now, the Truck Series did have the weekend off. Uh, but Xfinity and the Cup Series did race. They were up in Michigan in the Xfinity Series. Ty Gibbs scores the fifth Xfinity Series win of the 2022 season at Michigan. Uh, the race ran caution-free from the final restart of la- on lap 68 to the finishing lap of 125, and Gibbs beat runner-up Justin Allgaier to the strike by 1.1 seconds. Uh, Gregson worked his way up uh, to third, but trailed Gibbs by 2.4 seconds uh, at the finish. So Ty Gibbs, once again, the man on top at an Xfinity race. Stop me if you've heard this before this year. Yeah, uh, pretty soon we're going to hear Ty Gibbs, the man on top in the Cup Series race in the number 18 car for Joe Gibbs Racing in 2022. Oh, really? Nobody's. Uh, I mean, what else is there left for that kid to prove? Is that seat seat open, number 18? Yeah, it's open. Joe Gibbs? Currently, there's no contract for it next year, so I consider that open. Hmm. Um, Interesting. So Ty Gibbs going in the 18 car. You heard it here first. <laughs> I don't know if you actually heard it here first. It's not. I don't know. It's obviously. It's. I'm not. A, I'm just predicting. I'm not. I don't know anything. Um, that contract information from other teams doesn't get to me before it gets to Twitter. So when Twitter knows, I'll know. But I mean, <laughs> if you're Joe Gibbs. The math is pretty clear, especially with how he's performed and Kurt's absent in the Cup Series. Like he he's boxed well above his weight class since he showed up in the Xfinity Series. He's talented, man. There's yeah, no doubt dude. about that. Yeah, insanely talented. He's talented. Yeah. 
the victory was Gibbs first at Michigan and the ninth in the 39 Xfinity Series starts for a remarkable winning percentage of 23%. He wins 23% of the Xfinity Series races that he starts. And that's, that's why like, he's moving up at the Cup Series. Those are Kyle Busch numbers. I mean, that, that that's absurd. It's insane. It may not sound like much, but if it doesn't sound like much, just trust me when I say it's it's ridiculously high. When you get almost to a quarter of the races you start, you win. That yes. that's what? That's yeah. nuts. That, races that's crazy. are not easy to win. Even no. even when you're the fastest car and everything goes right. I mean, they're still not easy. Yeah, I mean, you're the you're in the fastest car, and you're arguably the most talented driver in Xfinity Series right now. Like, even even that, you shouldn't be close to a quarter of the races you enter, you win. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, that's that's an absurd. When I saw that number, I uh, almost fell out of my chair. Allgaier opted uh, for the same strategy as Gibbs, but the slow green flag stop on lap 100 cost him a chance to compete for the win. Gregson's number nine, Junior Motorsports Chevrolet, arguably the fastest car in the race. The strategy absence of cautions in the final stage doomed his prospects. Uh, Brandon Jones, Austin Hill finished fourth and fifth, respectively. Josh Berry, Almondinger, Daniel Hemrick, Riley Hurst, Landon Castle completed the top ten. All right, next up, the series that I've kind of wanted to be talking, to, wanted to talk about since Sunday, the Cup Series. Kevin Harvick breaks his 65 race drought, wins the cup race at Michigan. And Matt, I'm going to shut up and let you talk about the weekend, man, because this was this is your team. This is who you work for. This is what you put your blood, sweat and tears into. This is your 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 daily job. Uh, unfortunately, the podcast doesn't pay for your lifestyle yet. You know, we're getting close. We're getting really close. But uh, yeah, man, just walk us through this weekend and how this win felt. Uh, it's kind of hard to put into words. I think at some point. Um, you just have to appreciate you never know when it's going to be the last one and I'm not saying that I necessarily ever thought that we had seen the last one with Kevin Harvick and obviously especially not Stuart Haas but it's no secret that times have been lean um, in the last two years this is the third race win um, and, and that's not it's not a lot. Uh, those victory ice cream Sundays with my family have become few and far between. Um, so it, it means a lot, and you, I think I appreciate it more when it happens now um, than I maybe did. It's almost like you took it for granted. I think the first three years I was in NASCAR, we were so successful. We won so many races that it, it almost became routine. And I don't feel the same way anymore. It hasn't been routine, and it's made me appreciate. You know, it's not like I work any harder or less hard than I did before, but races are not easy to win. The sport changes, the sport evolves, and and it, regardless of how much effort we put in, there will be lean times and there will be times of plenty. And right now we're in a pretty lean time at Stuart Haas. I would love to say we're back, this is our statement, um, and, but but let's be real, Bryce. We the one area where the Fords have struggled all lead, and the one area that Stuart Haas can't for right now is we're still down on speed. So when you're down on speed, you have to be perfect in every other aspect 
uh, of the race and and get some lucky breaks. And and we happened to get a bunch of lucky breaks. Now, I'm not saying we were lucky to win the race because you have to be in position to take advantage of that luck, and we weren't. Um, but having a caution come out, having two contenders wreck each other on the lap after we pinned for tires and didn't go a lap down is just a lucky break. I was talking to Rodney Childers, who is Kevin Harvick's crew chief today, and he said that he thinks he can remember, I think, one time in the 10 years he's been working with Kevin Harvick that they got a they got a caution on the lap after they pitted, which inherits you the race lead. Uh, he can remember <laughs> one other time. So that doesn't happen every weekend. A car's the right way. Uh, I got a list of people to think. Uh, if you don't mind me, um, you know. Go for it, dude. This is your driver. segment right here, man. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. all you. So when a NASCAR driver gets out of his car, he thanks all the, you know, the people in victory lane. Well, I want to thank some people, too. Uh, I want to, first of all, thank Christopher Bell for taking out Ross Chastain and himself and bringing out that car. Um, for, for no reason to make Christopher Bell clearing himself. To me, uh, taking out one of my, uh, you have me, sir. Um, secondly, I'd like to thank uh, Rodney Childers and Pit Crew for having a perfect day and a perfect all day to keep them. I'd like to thank Joey Logano, who blocked Bubba Wallace like absolute hell while we stretched our legs to a four second lead when we were not the fastest car uh, by far. But we had in air, and Logano made, you know, whether he was for Ford or he was doing it for himself, I don't care. Uh, he, all I know is he made Bubba Wallace's life absolute hell for a couple of weeks, and it was long enough that by the time Bubba was able to get by, there was nothing he could do about it uh, without a caution, which brings me to my last people to thank is NASCAR for, for not throwing a caution with four to go when Dan Torres blows a tire on the racing surface on purpose to try to bring out the caution. <laughs> Throwing sparks and debris all down the backstretch through three and four. Finally realizes, I guess, that he's caution and, and brings it down pit road. Um, and not his fault. He's doing what, you know, in a day and age, every point matters. He's trying not to go that down. If he gets there, he can get on pit road and get a restart and maybe make up some positions. So he didn't do anything wrong, but um, NASCAR had the opportunity. I listen, I'm kind of distrust car in this scenario. We saw a race in Texas where they threw a caution to get a finish. I have seen them throw a caution at the Roval in Charlotte years ago, it may have been 19 or 20, where Chase Elliott was in second place. Spoiler alert, Kevin Harvick was in first place. And Chase Elliott was the fastest car on track, bar none. I mean, it wasn't even close. He was making up close to a second or more a lap on us. There were not enough laps left um, for him to close the gap. Ryan Newman did this little half spin, twisty, smoked the tires a little bit, threw some dirt up, didn't even spin, like didn't even come to a complete stop. Didn't even turn 90 <laughs> degrees to the racing surface. 
Like, I'm pretty sure he just, just lit the tires up a little bit, kicked up like three rucks on the racetrack, stuck one tire off. Asked Arthur faster than you could blink. And they, they, the flag man basically fell out of the tower onto the racing surface. He was so quick to throw that caution flag. Um, and they did that so they could get a TV finish. Uh, Chase Elliott goes on to absolutely blow our doors off on the restart because he was the fastest car by far. They got the finish, the exciting TV finish they wanted. NASCAR's golden boy. Uh, and they had the chance to do this again Sunday. Uh, I better never hear somebody say that NASCAR wants Bubba Wallace to win because they had the chance to do that. They had the chance to gift Bubba Wallace another win on Sunday. A lot of people say that his first win, it wasn't really raining, they hadn't really lost the track, but because he was scored the leader and, and there was enough rain, they justified, you know, they wanted to get him a win. So I don't know that maybe maybe that maybe that's true. You know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, um, but but I did say I was distrustful of the sanctioning body in those decisions, and and maybe that factored into them not throwing the caution this time. They were maybe like, no, nah, we can't. His first and second career wins cannot be the direct result of actions of the sanctioning body. Um, because there was no way without a caution he could he could close that gap. He closed two seconds. We had a four-second lead, and he closed two seconds on it. And Denny Hamlin behind him in third place had just come from like 25th or tw something after a penalty. He was even faster than Bubba. There is zero chance we win that race if NASCAR throws the caution, um, except for maybe calamity on the restart, and we just get a lucky break. So I'm glad I they really, didn't throw the, throw the caution. It's called motor racing, and they went uh, motor yes, racing. I, so. I, I agree completely. <laughs> I, but at the same time, like you would think that would be common sense, but here I am shocked that we did not get a caution. I legitimately, Bryce, I'm not going to lie to you, I was screaming at my television because I saw that it's happening again. Bubba Wallace is in second place, and we he does not have enough time. Like I had Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> uh, of this of race a couple years ago at Charlotte and and I fully expected that we were going to be under caution to get a TV finish and and I don't know who I have to give credit to at NASCAR but for keeping that flag in their back pocket and, and just letting the natural order of the race play out it means the world to me uh, I, I, maybe it wasn't the most popular win. Maybe it was. I don't know. Maybe you think it's gimmicky. Uh, at this point, I don't care what you think because the trophy's in my shop and uh, that my car's in the playoffs and that's what matters. And you say your car is in the playoffs. How many more regular season races do we have? Do you know off the top of your head? Three. Three. So, Okay. So I guess technically there still could be a chance where a car, you would need three new race winners, right? You would you need think. two new race winners. Two new race winners. So in, in currently that 15 winners in the NASCAR Cup Series. I'm sorry. Yeah, 15. Yeah, so two new winners would put a winning car out of the playoffs. <laughs> Just pure chaos. And do they do that by points, I'm assuming? Correct. So if... if all right, so there's a lot of ways to break this down. If 
there is a um, if there are 17 winners, the okay. car lowest in the regular season points with one win is out. Right now, gotcha. that's Kurt. That's Kurt Busch. So, if let's say Martin Truex Jr. wins this weekend at Richmond, spoiler alert: Toyotas are really good there. Maybe we get uh, maybe a repeat winner at uh, Watkins Glen. Maybe Chase Elliott wins that. So, no, nothing. Then we go to Daytona. Last year, the defending champion of the race fighting for the last spot, Blaney. Let's say, for the sake of argument, Ford pushes all their chips to the center of the table and says every Ford in this race pushes Ryan Blaney, and we get him a win, and we get him the uh, new winner of the season. Now, there's only 16 playoff spots. At that point, it goes to regular season points, which is basically the only scenario where they still matter um, the drivers with one win will compare in regular season points and the low man on the totem pole will be out of the playoffs even though they won a race. Right now, that's Kurt Busch. Yep, that's Kurt Busch and Toyota and the next two would be Austin Sendrick and Chase Briscoe. Correct. Are the next two lowest with one win with the uh, regular season playoff points. Okay, cool. I didn't yeah. I didn't know that's how that worked. Um, so the, this there the, is the a, win. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say the win for Harvick was his sixth at Michigan and his fifth in the last seven races at the two-mile track. Uh, you said this last week that Ford really pushes their chips in at this track, and they like this track because, I mean, it's it's Michigan. It's the birthplace of Ford. So it's kind of no surprise that a Ford won. Just happy it was a, happy it was a Stuart Haas car. Yeah, so there's another trophy that, that we don't see. Um, it's called the Heritage Trophy. And between Toyota, who's obviously this is not really their home race, but I think it started back when Dodge was in the sport. Between Chevrolet and um, Ford and I guess now Toyota, uh, Michigan being in two of the three of their backyard, the winning manufacturer gets to keep the Heritage Trophy or get the Heritage Trophy. Kind of like your college rivalries where they that you know it's not a bowl game but they two teams like Ole Miss and Mississippi State play for the egg or whatever it is that yeah, every year. Yeah, like Paul it's kind of like that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah, kinda okay. like that. Um with the Heritage Trophy has been in Dearborn for a while and, and it's staying there and it that matters to Ford. Ford wants to win at Michigan at probably second to the Daytona five hundred. So if you told Ford you can win three races in one year. That would probably go Daytona 500, Michigan, and Phoenix at the championship race with whatever driver we have there. Those would be the three races Ford wants to win a year if they could only pick three. Uh, so it, it matters to them a lot, and and I'm just honored to be a part of it, especially on a weekend we don't have didn't have have the speed and nobody was picking us everybody thought Toyota. nobody was picking y'all yeah yes, nobody even myself like i told you on the podcast last week don't pick us i think uh, <laughs> yeah you did you 100 did yeah we just don't have the speed and this is a track where speed really 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 matters um uh, i guess i underestimated how much clean air mattered and how perfect of a day we could have maybe when we didn't have the but i i don't is counting on luck i just go into races counting on the things that that I know and what I know is that we're down on power right now and it's not an engine thing it's a it's a I'm pretty sure it's a body thing I think we've all got to you need the down. tape 
You need the well, you need the tape on the nose. That's that's what yeah. helps. That's what yeah, yeah makes a fast car. That's what I've heard. I, I guess I'm, that's what I've seen as well. So, um, but yeah, I'm just honored to be a part of this Ford deal. I'm I'm a Blue Oval loyalist, and regardless of what you think about that, that's just me. Uh, and I I love working for a Ford team and doing whatever small part I can to keep the Heritage Trophy in Dearborn. Uh, and that was Kevin Harvick now has 59 victories in the Cup Series, which moves him into 10th most all time with the win, the eighth straight at the track for the four drivers. He is likely to qualify for the NASCAR Cup, as we said before. Harvick is the only driver to have earned a postseason spot every year since the current elimination format was introdu- introduced in 2014, the same year he won his series title. Pretty good track record for Kevin Harvick there. Yeah, um, uh, I'll I'll just take a direct quote from Rodney Childers again today. Uh, I think what we just did scared the shit out of all of them. <laughs> hey, that was and, not and- the guy you wanted to let in the playoffs. I mean, we were we were out. We were out on points. We needed to win to be in. And, and <laughs> that's not the. I mean, they don't call him the closer for no reason. That you. You give that guy life. You give us as a team life, and it can get, you know, not not a single driver, least of all Martin Truex Jr., who is now out uh, when he went into Sunday in the playoffs. Not a single driver thought thinks today that eh, it's okay that they're not really relevant. Every single driver in the field, in the garage, and crew member knows who just got in. And what can happen if if they they can't get him out? Hey, you talked to Kevin Harvick's crew chief today, man. Why isn't he on the podcast? What's up with that? Couldn't oh, couldn't didn't, book him. I, I <laughs> Come on, we we got to we got to use some of your uh, big wig pull to get some of these guys in here. Maybe in the off season, we'll. Okay, uh, well, our next see what, guest see what Kevin Harvick's my, doing in the off season. Buddy. Yeah, yeah, because we we have. Uh, let me just text him right now. Yeah, just text him <laughs> up. <laughs> Right, write a note on the next thing you fabricate on Kevin Harvick's car. Matt Ridgeway, number so-and-so, so-and-so. Please be on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, right so so uh, I'm going to ask you, you know, rate this Cup Series race this weekend, what, 5 out of 10 maybe, 4 out of 10, not terribly exciting. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and then completely biased but you know what i don't care it's Ten my out of show. hey eat that ice cream eat that victory ice cream sunday dude i uh, i joined you i don't usually yeah. eat ice cream but i did have a small little bowl of mint chocolate chip ice cream on sunday evening yep. uh this weekend the nascar series goes to richmond uh we got the camping world truck series and the cup series we do not have the xfinity series this weekend the action starts on saturday Uh, Practice for the trucks at 3 p.m. on FS1, then qualifying for the trucks at 3.30 on FS1. Uh, The Cup Series has practice on USA at 5.05 and then qualifying at 5.50 on USA. At 8 p.m., the trucks under the lights at Richmond for the Worldwide Express 250 uh, for carrier appreciation on FS1. And then Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m., the Federated Auto Parts 400 on USA. Who do you got this weekend for the Cup Series at Richmond? Uh, 
go ahead and give me Martin Truex Jr. Uh, I've at this point I'm rooting for chaos. That's what I want. Um, so there's a chance that uh, Ryan Blaney, who's second in points, doesn't make the playoffs if he doesn't win a race. Uh, true, I would love, love to see that. I would love to see the second best car of this year not make the playoffs. I've told you on this podcast before that I'm rooting for chaos. Uh, I want to see. I want to see the least deserving people advance and the most deserving people eliminated. Uh, and and I stand by it. Seeing Chase, I want to see Chase Elliott win nine of the ten Chase races, and then finish second at Phoenix and lose the championship to somebody who hasn't won a race. Maybe one like Kevin Harvick, who, whose only win of the year it came in Michigan on luck. I just want to see him get outrun one time at Phoenix to to Chase Elliott, and we on the championship when Chase Elliott has been the far superior car all year long because that will get the NASCAR fans up rioting enough where we can get this outrageous system thrown out so I'm, I'm rooting to watch the world burn Bryce I'm on record saying that alright I also want to see the world burn give me Eric Jones I want to get oh, okay. uh, a couple more new race winners in here and have as much chaos as humanly possible going on to the playoffs. That's, that's why I'm here, too. <laughs> Matt, you got anything else to add tonight, man? Uh, I'm going to hit the bed and uh, get ready for Richmond. Yeah, that makes two of us. I'm probably going to stay up and watch this Braves game, see if we can pull one out in Boston. We need to, we need to get some winning ways, man. Three-game losing streak yeah. is not good. No. Uh, but, yeah, get some sleep. Get ready for Richmond. Get ready for Richmond. Uh, But I am Bryce Sparling. He is Matt Ridgway. We will see you next week on Track Talk. Same time, same place.